But if you sometimes understand why you feel the way you do and what you can do about it, even if it's small, you give the power back to yourself. And then that makes you, that just helps you, even if you're not totally successful all the time, it helps you at least understand where you're coming from. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison. And we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and Carrie Thompson is joining me. And you guys are so excited about this. Carrie, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. And this podcast idea was born from like every single one, either something we listen to or something that we talk about. And I was explaining Christy something weird that happens to me. And she was like, just a minute, let me write it down. Guys, I told Carrie, I said, okay, let's record a couple of podcasts. I'd like to get two recorded and we'll get them queued up and get them in the, get them in the, the hopper for, you know, cause it's hard podcasting, by the way, we love it. It's just hard. I have a podcasting agency that produces these podcasts. We record it. I turn it in, but they need to have a week to mm-hmm. produce it. And so Carrie and I had run out of podcasts and we were both. So when she brought this up, I said, please let's do this one. And guys, We're talking about eating in hate. When I went out to Kentucky, I think this is where, yes, Carrie told me about this. We were spending Thanksgiving in Kentucky. And I don't know how Carrie and I were driving, I think, over to her rentals or something. And we just started talking about it. And Carrie said, I remember. Well, I'll let her tell you. Let me let's just get started talking about eating in hate. And Carrie, what I think that we were together in the car driving over to one of your rentals to turn it over for the new people checking in. And you said, I remember when I used to eat and hate. And I said, what are you talking about? I think that as a heavy person, also, I want to say that podcasting is like laundry. It's never done. You know, <laughs> now maybe Christy, your two loads a week that you and Miles have your yeah. 1.75 loads, Yep. but I'm just saying at my house, laundry is never done. That's how it is on podcasts. As soon as you finish. And you're really feeling good about that accomplishment. There's more to be done. And the podcast so, is hungry. Exactly. You always have to feed the podcast. <laughs> always have to feed the podcast. So eating and hate is a very interesting idea. And when I finally realized how much hate and anger and animosity I had towards my food, it made such a big difference to me to understand. And then Christy's taught me a lot about the, about the idea that there aren't good foods and bad foods. It's all about eating towards goals that you may have. If your goal is to be smaller, you have to eat certain foods. If your goal is to have normal cholesterol, you have to eat towards those goals. So Christy's helped me understand that. Obviously, we don't think in any circumstance, I love the way JJ Virgin says this, plain old sugar, like let's just talk about table sugar. So like your cotton candy. And of course she says diet soda, never good foods in any situation, but labeling foods good and bad causes this hate. I don't know if I can even explain it the right way. So I was heavy, Christy. I would have a food I knew was off limits around me in my house, in a bowl, on a candy dish. How many heavy people can understand what I'm saying right now? So it has to be in proximity or it's in the house and it needs to leave. And Christy, I would be so angry that I couldn't 
couldn't, again, putting those boundaries on myself, that I couldn't have that food, that I would eat it, hate eating it just so it was gone. So if that meant eating the whole pie, gone. If that meant eating the rest of the Rice Krispie treats until they were gone, gone. Getting it out of the house, eating it to where I could stop hating it. And I don't know how else to explain this, but I think a lot of heavy people probably understand or people that were heavy understand what I'm saying. I don't even think it's all heavy people understand that part. I understand that maybe it's just a tear thing, you know, that our family kind of does this because our family does do this because we have very we have obesity that runs rampant in both sides of my our parents' family. And they it's kind of a we all have talked about doing this. So maybe you can relate to this part is you have the the junk food, you have the cupcakes, you have the Lucky Charm cereal, you have the Costco lasagna, and it's left over. Mm-hmm. And so you eat it to get rid of it. And so I, I have done that too. I was not 100 pounds overweight like Carrie, but I have battled with my weight off and on for, the, for years. And so I would see something, it would be there, and you just, and I'm so embarrassed even saying it, but you would eat it to get rid of it. I think that a lot of people can probably relate. In fact, if you're not driving the car right now. And if you can actually comment, we would love for you to comment below on this video and tell us, are we on to something here? Did you eat first off? Did you eat to get rid of the food? So that it was, it was gone. We would love for you to comment, but then Carrie, take this, take us even further. Keep going with the story and talk about the emotions that you would feel towards the food. You know, usually food brings happiness. So that very first lick of the bubble gum ice cream that brings back memories of being a kid you know, going to the store and getting the, you know, the, the scoop, the Pez, was like the round Pez? The square. No, it was like the square, the, the, the cylindrical shaped ice cream. Oh, you don't remember that. That was when we were in yes. California growing up. Yep. And so that brings back memories and I, I, I would have pleasure and happiness. I mean, there, the problem is that, I mean, that's, it's the problem and it's the good part. There are food memories, just like smells. We all have memories associated with food. And we can't get away from that. I mean, I think that we do want to think of food as fuel, but that's a big leap for those of us that like food and have been thinking about foods. I mean, I'll never, ever for the rest of my life be able to look at a roll that has cheese in the middle and not think of our mom making, oh, we used to call them zombies. Zombies. You know, for the rest of our life, like that's going to have memories. But Christy, I would know that the food is present and the food would tempt me so bad that I came to resent the food. I had emotions, negative emotions assigned to the food. Mm -hmm. And in order to get these negative emotions to go away, I would abuse food by eating it all, not only for what Christy says, the way to get rid of it, and it's out of your house and you feel this sense of relief. But as I was eating it, I would hate it. I would be so angry with the food, especially the very end of it. Like if there's two pieces left of a loaf of bread, just eat these two pieces, Carrie, so you don't eat them. Just finish off this ice cream. And so you can throw the carton in the garbage. And I think part of that, Christy, is the way we were raised not to waste food mm. and you know, not having a lot growing up. We always had plenty of food, but not having a lot of money. So I think part of that, the wasting thing, but so I just couldn't throw it in the garbage like I should have. And I've gotten a lot better about that. Now I'll just toss it. But some people, Christy, on Code Red have even said, you got to put something on top of it in the garbage so you don't get it back out. Now that may seem strange to you, Christy. But I saw a TikTok where the lady said, this piece of pecan pie was on the, I got it out of the garbage can to eat it. And she put a big bite in her mouth and she said, it's okay. It was on the top. And I'm like, I'm not judging that woman. You're laughing. And I, I, it is, it is funny. And she made a funny TikTok out of it, but I would hate it. 
I would eat it and be so angry because I knew I wasn't making good choices, number one. And I hated that food had such control over me. You know, Carrie, you told a story at the uh, Conquering the Holidays events on November 13th, 2021 that we had in Boise. And you said you showed a picture of being at the Jelly Belly factory with your kids. And all you could think about while you were with your kids was uh, getting getting the jelly, the Jelly Belly shaped pizza. Uh, right. Were you were you angry at the food then? How what was your emotion towards no, the food then? If I think if I'm eating a planned meal and we're going somewhere, that's different for me. So it was more like if it's in the house or it's around me. So like we go on vacation, we buy a big bag of donuts. You know, everybody's going to have one. Of course, this is why I was fat. The kids have one. Okay, the husband has one or two. Well, there's seven donuts left in the bag. And I'm not going to just have one and be done. If I could have just had one and be done, I would have never been 270 pounds. I mean, I mean, let's be clear. Like it's not. So then seeing it sit there and then being like alternately mad at the kids. Well, do you want more? No, mama, I'm full. Well, do you want more to the husband? No, I'm, I'm fine. Like I've had enough. Well, do you want more? And instead of just picking it up and putting it in the garbage, I would angrily eat all of the donuts and be so angry at myself and the food because it existed. It existed in my world. It existed on my plane. It was in my periphery. Why? Why are you here? Why do you torture me? And it was such a, it was such a torture. Just get rid of it now out of my house. There have been times, Christy, when I'll walk on my weight loss journey, even now I'll walk to get something and I'll say, if this wasn't in the cupboard, you wouldn't be eating that right now. So why do you think now you have to have it? If it yeah. wasn't there, you wouldn't need it. It's such a very, I wish somebody, we need to get a psychologist on here so they can explain what, what is, what's wrong with us. But I know a lot of you that struggle with your weight and maybe even those of you that have gotten to goal. I know that you understand what I'm saying. Eating and hate, it seems like it's a very real thing, oh. but the way you explain it, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty incredible. At the time we're recording this, we're coming off of Thanksgiving 2021. It's the Monday following Thanksgiving. And, and I also am, I'm at the tail end of my final Rebel for Life VIP program. And part of that program is I send daily messages, sometimes multiple times a day. I think they've, they've actually complained that I'm sending too many, too many messages a day through this one-way walkie-talkie app that we use called Voxer. And it's where I can speak. They don't speak back. They can just listen. That that, you know, we're talking 300 people. You don't want everybody talking on this. You know, it's just me that talks. And I have been hounding them, sis, since Saturday, Sunday, and now it's Monday. Like, guys, get that food out of the house. Because one of the top big three biggest rules for a Code Red Rebel, no matter if you're in weight loss or maintenance, we're talking long-term rules. Then one of the top three long-term rules is you never allow sugar to stay in your house. So I always like to give the rebels an option because they don't know what to do with the food because throwing away food from the generations that we deal with, that's just not an option. And so I say to people, go with that option. I say to people, okay, you can either A, send it home with your guest. B, go walk it over to your neighbor, John. C, take it to a homeless shelter or D, throw it in the trash. And I think that helps for people to hear options of what they can do with leftover food instead of eating in anger or give it to my chickens. Oh yeah. Chickens. <laughs> you give, you give sugar to your chickens. Well, I mean, not sugar. I, I try not to give them sugar. Like, but, but if there's any, like, 
any oh, beans like, that are going bad or yeah, anything. Yeah. I, used it. I took a bunch, of, I cleaned out my freezer the other day, Christy, in preparation of venison coming in. And I found a bunch of freezer burned green beans. Well, I didn't toss those. I let mm-hmm. them thaw a little. Oh, let me just tell you about an hour. All of the Thompson Rusty Plow Farm chickens had that cleaned up. Well, you definitely, if you have chickens that or pigs or something else, you know, farm animals, I don't think a lot of people have that. That's a very rare. uh, So you do have options. You mail it it to my house, mail it to my house, mail it to your house. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do have options for getting rid of it. If lots of options, you don't have to eat it to get rid of it. And I know that that is it's a weird feeling because I've done it, too. It's a weird feeling that you you think I should be enjoying this, but you're kind of not. You're doing it out of resentment. You're resentful. You're resentful to the person who brought it over. You said, please don't bring it over. They did it anyway. Well, just don't eat it. Well, you try to not eat it. Here it is. Nobody's around. And you start finishing up the last remaining items. And it is it's a feeling of anger and resentment and frustration and shame and guilt while you're standing over the sink, shoving it in your mouth. So when we were growing up, we grew up with our dad's mom, who is still with us. And I remember as a little girl watching her clean off the table. And when she would clean off a table, she wanted to clean it off because anybody that had any food left on there, I don't know if it was their plates or the bowls. <laughs> Christy. I remember this, sis. Oh my gosh, grandma. Take- that little couple of bites here and there. And that was her way of dealing with not wanting to waste food. I understand what she was thinking. And I have stood over because unfortunately, I mean, my husband helps clean the kitchen, but I feel like some of the times it falls on the mom. I remember standing over like a, like a thing of rolls and there's one left. Yes. Well, what a pain in the butt to put that in a baggie and inside the fridge. So if somebody would just eat this, it's the same thing with the donuts that I said earlier. If somebody would just eat this, I could just wash the pan and be done with it. Now I got to put it in a baggie. Now I got to see it sitting on the shelf. Now I got to wonder if I should put mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce and turkey on it and mayonnaise and mustard and eat it. Like now I got to worry. Now I got to worry. It's like this, this stress comes on you. And, And let me just tell you something, you guys, like those of you that are listening. Yeah. Yeah. I have somewhat unhealthy relationship with food. Like it's, I've tried really hard to work on it and it's so much better. I mean, like Joyce Meyer, am I where I should be? No. Am I better than I was? Yes. So I'm getting there, but I still struggle with this. My brother-in-law made something. He has these famous biscuits. He made them. That's not a bad thing. You guys, if that's what I choose to have. And just Christy, you can relate because you were here at the house seeing that one biscuit left in the pan. There's something about, we should call it the last biscuit phenomenon. Yeah, because it's something about, and I, I found myself as a heavy person, just the anger, Christy, and the resentment at the food. Food is an inanimate object. Why am I angry at butter and flour and milk? Why? That's just all a biscuit is. Mm -hmm. Why am I angry at a donut in a package? I'm angry because I think I don't have the ability to deal with that food in proximity to me. Our mom can put a donut on a counter and my husband all day long, he would leave sweet sitting out all day long. He would leave a donut. It just leave it like a donut, but he has a different perspective on food, Christy. So I think my anger is not really at the donut or the biscuit or the one Swedish fish left in the package or the little bit of ice cream. Like who does that? Who, who does that? People that don't have weight problems. (laughs) I think my anger is not at that remaining food but it's truly at Carrie's inability 
to effectively deal with that food in her life and in her space. I think that we have to bring up the fact that people who have struggled have been on food stamps and have had to receive state assistance or have had uh, hunger issues. I don't know. There's a, there's a certain name for it, but uh, that have grown up like that, like grandma, you know, she was yeah. born after the, the, the depression, but I'm sure that the depression still lingered as she was growing up, lingered, like the depression mentality still lingered yes. in her household when she was growing up. And you just don't waste anything, let alone food. And so we, we do understand if you have uh, had these hangups where you had no food in your house, there was very little. I'm sure that contributes to the whole idea of putting something in the garbage. Up until I was 40 years old, which was not so very long ago, I was, I was actually receiving Idaho State food stamps. I would, was, my income level was so low that I did not have enough money to buy food. I was at the poverty level. I was running code red, but I didn't run it efficiently. So I wasn't making any money. I didn't know how to you know, leverage the internet and, and stuff. So that was you know, the thought of receiving state aid to help me with food and then throwing food away. No, I could not even. So now, five years later, I am you know, obviously in a much better financial situation. I, don't, I still don't believe in wasting food. I would still rather walk it, like walk it over to, I'll get PR boxes, sis. And they'll like, for example, Nut Pods is, is a big company that we're the, I'm the number one affiliate. Code Red is a number one partner of Nut Pods, two years running now. And they send us oat-based Nut Pods. Well, my rebels, our rebels do not have oat-based products because it can cause inflammation in people. They'll send PR boxes and it will have all the Nut Pods plus the oat-based Nut Pods. And I cannot bring myself to throwing that away. So thank the Lord, Sybil, Chris's wife next door to me, Chris Gethin, she does have oat-based. She can't have nut-based um, products. She's allergic. So I walk them next door, hang them on her doorknob with a little note that says, for you, you know, I can't seem to throw it away, sis. So I have to go find someone to give it away to. It's called food insecurity. There we go. That's the word. Thank you. Yeah. I knew that's what you were looking for. I just didn't want to interrupt you. So if you have struggled with food insecurity, not knowing how much or where the next meal was going to come from, and not maybe even that extreme, but knowing like, okay, well, let's see, we got a can of soup. Hey, if you've buttered a saltine cracker, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. I get it. You can't waste five donuts in a bag. You can't waste the last biscuit. You can't throw away the last bite. So I don't begrudge my grandma or I don't like, well, right, I, don't judge I don't judge her. Like I get her mentality, but when you are secure, I think the mantra of, I like this mantra. I know what that food tastes like. And someday I'm going to have it again. There is not a taste trouble that you've never had. I'm just here to tell you, man, maybe if you went over to Europe and, and had some kind of cheese or some, I boy, I've tasted some vinegars that are like amazing, like some balsamics and some amazing vinaigrettes and things. And so that's some taste that I'm like, I've never had umami like that or some code red olive oil or something. But honestly, if I say to you, green beans, everyone listening to this podcast goes, bing, they know exactly what that tastes like, but I don't have to say a word. If I say to you, Brussels sprouts, everyone on this podcast goes, bing. If I say butter, salt, everyone knows. So there's not a taste you haven't experienced and you can have it again. And, And if I'm still hungry, I can wrap this food up and I can have it at my next meal. And that has been the thing that has helped me the most with these food insecurities and with the hating, hating the food. 
Carrie, if you really want that much ice cream, someday you can go get that much ice cream. If that much ice cream is that important to you. The other thing is like with my grandma, I think a lot, our grandma, it was a lot of mindless, just cleaning up and not thinking and just bite here, bite there, bite there. I mean, you know, when I was heavy, it was pulling food out of the kid's car seat, thinking it was fresh tasting. I remember where that was from. Like, really? Am I that desperate? I have to eat food out of a car seat. I mean, I guess it's no different than the piece of pie on top of the garbage. Right. You know, if you're serious, you turn it over and you push it down, pipe plate. You spray it with Windex or something, you know? (laughs) know. But that is, this is a common theme. We hear this all the time in Code Red. It's not the food. It's our inability. And I'll just say Carrie's inability to deal with it being in proximity to her, combined with growing up without a lot of money, food insecurities, things like that. And I have to tell you, I don't think my husband grew up. I know he didn't like me did. Like I did, he doesn't struggle with that. Miles doesn't struggle with that. He can leave a half of something on the counter. It doesn't bother him. And Rebels, it does get easier as you go along. The lifestyle gets easier. I will give you an example. Every holiday, which we are in the middle of the holidays right now, if you can see behind me, I got my Christmas lights here. Miles makes Miles spicy holiday nuts and he sends them to all the family members and he, you know, he just good. They're real good. And he uses monk fruit, brown sugar, and he use, makes them sugar free and, and they're, they're very calorie dense, but he makes them in the crock pot. So they cook in the crock pot and, oh. and they, they coat with this, this coating of butter and, and brown sugar, monk fruit, brown sugar. So it's sugar free. And so before I remember being in our other houses, and this was probably, well, maybe five, six, seven years ago, uh-huh. I would walk by every time I walked by, I would always lift the lid and grab a couple of nuts out, you know, and I couldn't not. And then when he would clean out the crock pot, there would be nuts stuck to the edge, maybe about a dozen nuts. Then I would eat them all. I can't I can't put those down the drain. Like, what the heck? I have to eat them. I eat them and then I would clean the crock pot. And so now the last couple of years he's done them, I have just ignored all of the nuts. I have ignored the nuts to the side. I've ignored the ones that have fallen on the floor. I'm laugh if you want to, but I've kicked them off the floor after they've dripped. You guys know my hot tamales on the years ago, about 11 years ago, my hot tamales, I used to be addicted to them. And they, one of them I saw on the garage floor and it had dried to it. I kicked it off with my foot. I kicked it free with my foot and I ate it. Like, come on. Like you, you ain't getting judged from either one of us. We get it. But every year that Miles makes Miles spicy holiday nuts, I, I don't, I just don't eat them anymore because I know that crap adds up. So it does get easier, guys. It does get easier. But I think going back and thinking about, like I said, you're not where you maybe want to be, but you're better than you were. And I think it's really important for rebels to really take stock of, do you hate some certain foods? Like are you angry with food? Like, are you angry with yourself? What is behind those feelings? I used to be so angry and I would have no idea why. And now I understand why. Now I get it. Is it perfect? No, but at least I'm, at least I could verbalize that to Christy, which is way farther ahead than I was a couple of years ago, being able to talk about this. Set yourself up, you guys, for success by not keeping, don't, don't let the leftover foods be in the house. You just, you're going to walk by it 50 yes. times and you'll be successful while walking by it and not touching it. But eventually you remember environment is stronger than willpower. You're, it will win out. You will end up giving in and just eating the rest of those cupcakes or eating the rest of lucky charms that you have for your granddaughter or just eating the rest of the of the Funyuns that went on top of the casserole. Like you just, you don't like really don't make this harder than it is. Get rid of that food. Don't keep it in your house. That's easiest. I mean, it just makes life so much easier. I can relax in my environment knowing that there are not temptations at every turn. 
And Christy, I remember when I was in weight loss mode, going to the store and seeing like at the hardware store, thinking I was safe, but seeing like all that crap on that shelf right there as you check out next to the gift cards and the screwdrivers, hardware store. And thinking to myself, it's like the whole world is against me. And I remember saying that to you, Christy, it's like the whole world is against me. And Christy's like, it's not your fault. Like it's not allowed in other countries. It's just what we allow in the United States. Right. You know, other countries, you can't have candy at hardware stores. It's just hardware. It's not pop at hardware stores. It's just hardware at, you know, a garden center. There's not food and drinks. You know, they don't, they don't allow that. They don't allow things at kids eye level. So we are definitely, the favor is definitely of the food industry in this country. So the deck is stacked against you. But if you sometimes understand why you feel the way you do and what you can do about it, even if it's small, you give the power back to yourself. And then that makes you, that just helps you, even if you're not totally successful all the time, it helps you at least understand where you're coming from. And me being able to talk to Christy about that, that was huge for me this last week. Well, like our Aunt Barbara says, sometimes you are going hour by hour. You're just trying to make it through to that next hour. And then it's like, if I can just make it to noon, well, if I can just make it to three and not mess up, if I can just make it to bedtime. And, and that's okay. If it needs to be hour by hour, that's what our, that's what we're here for in the Code Red private network. The Code Red network is set up to completely immerse you in Code Red off social media on a free app where there's no algorithm, no ads, no censorship, no, nothing that to pull you away. You don't have to be on social media anymore to, to be immersed in the Code Red lifestyle. We are here for you to love you until you can love yourself, support education, information and love. So. That's why get in the Code Red Network where we can surround you. We can wrap our arms around you and hold you up during these tough times because we understand. And every one of our coaches, they all come from a different walk of life. They all come from a different background. They've all battled. One of them has battled what you're battling right now. So we get it. Absolutely. 100%. People, other people, isolating yourself is the worst thing you can do. No, right. If If you think you're the only one going through this, you're the only one that picked a piece of pecan pie up off the garbage. You're the only one that kicked a tamale on the garage floor. You're not. You're not. And Mm -hmm. other people have kept their weight off and they also have dug things out of the garbage can. They have also, you know, angry eaten the last biscuit. So there are people out there, like Christy said, in our community, including myself and Christy, who understand what you're going through. Eating in hate. Boy, I've never heard anybody talk about this before. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Please join us in the Code Red Network at coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP. Go search for wherever you find. If it's it's a Google store, if it's the app store, go search for our app. It is free to create your account and uh, join us. And we would love to have you. We're here to support you. And we'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs and see what we can do for you. Until next time, Rebel on.